No Bull, powered by Earnhardt Auto Centers. For a premier destination near you, head to nobull.com. Here's Chris, Crespin, and Simone. And welcome in to the Friday edition of No Bull with Chris, Crespin, and Simone. Chris Schubert, Sean Crespin here with you on a Friday. Sean made it through another week. Here we are. It is a Friday. How are you feeling on a Friday? It's really not the end of the week for you because you work like 18,000 jobs, so I have no idea what you're doing this right. weekend. I but am golfing I, this weekend, though, so that's going to be a good thing. Getting out and swinging them for the first time hold in a on, while. Yeah. What are you doing there? I'm just checking for my invite. I didn't get an invite. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. That, that didn't, got lost I, in the mail. I got an invite from a buddy who is not ah, a mutual friend, so I'm okay. going to, okay. you know what I mean? It's okay. not like it was yeah. my decision no, to go golfing, so I was like F Schubert. You know, I just, one of my buddies called me and asked if I wanted to go. So it's it's yeah, going it's that route. You don't happen to know this particular friend, so therefore the, the invite did not come. So I apologize. Yeah, we're hitting Toka, though. You know, the old the old stomping ground. Oh, the, the, old, the old stomping ground. Yeah, it's our home so course. It's it'll be all right. But, you know, uh, yeah. you're not wrong. I also have to work tomorrow night for the Sun Devil Radio Network. Uh, but I game, am taking some me time. Yeah, basketball tomorrow night. Uh, and we have uh, our first baseball broadcast. It's baseball season already for the Sun Devils tomorrow as well, so. Look at you coming to the coming to the table with with baseball related content. You're like, hey, ASU baseball starting. It's the only baseball you get excited about. The baseball that you help engineer and you help <laughs> put all together. That's, that's right. It. It's the only baseball you're that's interested right. in. That's right. I'm selfish. That's oh. right. Jam, jam pack show here. Got some baseball to talk about. NBA related content. So Sean, let's waste a little time. Let's tell everybody what is in the lead on the on this show on a Friday. This is the one they're talking about. Well, Sean, we have another quarterback we can cross off the list. Carson Wentz. Off to Indianapolis to trade. Not officially official yet. We have to wait until March 17th, I believe, for that to happen. But Carson Wentz will be playing for the Indianapolis Colts next season. And all it costs the uh, the Indianapolis Colts and Chris Ballard, a third-round pick in this year's draft and a conditional second-round pick in next year's draft that more than likely, unless, in Carson, unless Carson Wentz gets hurt, will become a first in uh, 2022. It's based on Carson Wentz's playing time, 70 or 75%. 75. Uh, and, then whether, uh, and then whether or not the Colts make the playoffs. Again, if Carson Wentz is healthy and he plays, that will more than likely become a first-round pick for the Philadelphia Eagles. It was the only offer. The Colts made one offer to the Philadelphia Eagles. They sent it in. They didn't waver. They said, this is it. We're either, you're either going to take this or we're not interested. Yep. And this kind of dragged and dragged and dragged. And then Philadelphia ultimately made the decision uh, to, to make this move. Sean, I got a, I have a lot of questions about what's going on in Philly because you hire a guy, you fire the coach who's at odds with the quarterback. You bring in a new coach who we all think is hired to fix the current quarterback, and then you trade the quarterback to the team in which you got the coach from to be your new head coach that we thought was to fix this current guy. I'm confused, but I just know Indy got themselves a quarterback for next season. Chris Ballard has put his chips in the middle. He is going all in on Carson Wentz. And this roster, which, by the way, has like $40 million in cap space to add to it for 2021, uh, the Colts are in prime position to win that division and be a threat in the AFC. Oh, they're, they're, definitely, they're a definite threat. I know, listen, I know a lot of people want to rip on Carson Wentz and the way me, he me, played last me. year. And, and, you know, last if you go based off of last year, rightfully so, but you have to look at what was around him, put context to it. He had absolutely nothing around him to work with. He was only, I think only Russell Wilson was sacked more than Carson Wentz last year. The offensive line was in shambles. You, you know, you didn't have, you know, Alshon Jeffrey was out. Zach Ertz missed a ton of time. You didn't have any wideouts to speak of. The whole thing was just imploding around him. Um, I, you know, I like to ask the question, which is more likely the anomaly with Carson Wentz? Is it when you look at his, uh, you know, if you look at last season, 16 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, he only completed 57% of his passes, or if you look at the three years before that where he averaged 3,400 yards per season, 64% completions, 20, or, uh, 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions. Which one of those is the anomaly? A three-year sample size where he averaged those numbers or last year when things were imploding? Carson Wentz can still play. He's going to go to a, a, a team that's got a coach that's going to have a, a very familiar system to him. This is a, this is going to fit, and I, I'm you know I'm here to tell you Carson Wentz will play solid football next year, and the Colts will be in the mix late in the in the AFC schedule. So I, I like the move for the Colts for the Eagles. I understand it. We talked about what you know what is their leverage in terms of bargaining. It wasn't much. I mean, we kept they didn't hearing, have much. No, we we kept hearing about Chicago being in it. Reports are Chicago never made an offer. I think that had a lot to do with Carson Wentz making it known that he didn't want to go to Chicago, but. You know, once that starts to happen, whether or not the player has a trade clause or not, if he starts putting that out there, teams are going to say, "I'm not. I'm. Why am I going to bring him in if he doesn't want to be here?" So, 
I, I, plus, not to mention, I, I think the market was smaller than people were making it out to be as well. Like, point to a quarterback needy team right now. Not one that wants to make a change, but one that is so needy they're willing to give up more than one first-round pick. Uh, Washington or Carolina would be the two potentially, that but Carolina, I don't think me. is Carolina. I don't think is as needy as they offered the eighth overall pick for Matt Stafford. Right? Don't one, tell me that they're not needy. One, one first round pick, not not. But they traded. It's a top ten pick. That's different. That that's different than Indy offering up twenty one. Right. That is a top ten pick to get a quarterback. The other team they're I was going to mention is New England. So you hit the two that I thought I thought of plus New England, maybe Denver. You know, but again, those are maybes. You know, I, I there's not a. The Colts, I think, were the most desperate for a quarterback, and, that, and you know, and one that makes sense for their roster as well. So, not surprising that this went down the way it did. I, if you're Philadelphia, I know some fans were upset by the return, but you didn't have any leverage at this point. You just didn't. You're going to get a first-round pick out of it more than likely. So, you know, if I mean, I guess you can feel good about that. You're more than a few years away anyway. So. You know, you've got a couple of first-rounders now this year. you got a couple of first-rounders next year to work with. See what you can do. But, um, yeah, Carson Wentz, I think this is one of those situations where it's best for both parties. He's in a good situation in Indianapolis. Eagles can wash their hands, even though they're taking a huge cap hit this year, by the way. $33.8 million Ooh. in dead cap. Dead that cap. Is the largest in NFL yeah. history. Yep. So, But, hey, you know uh, what? You, you move on. You live and learn. I'll, I'll say this. For, for Indy, it, it, this will be the best roster that Carson Wentz probably has had uh, in his career. Uh, they'll be able to add it to it. Um, and they're not going to ask him to do a whole lot. They can run the football. They can protect the quarterback. They have a very good defense. So I'll say this. If it doesn't work this year in Indy, then that, that's going to be it for Carson well, Wentz. Right? I mean, if, it doesn't, if it doesn't work here, I'm out. Yeah, if it I'm out work, on Carson Wentz. If it doesn't work here, but if it – I out. mean, what, is, what does that mean, too? Give me some – like, give me an idea. What well, you if, they miss the pl- if they miss the playoffs this year – that's. I mean, they made the playoffs last year with Phil Rivers, right? But it, if they miss the playoffs this year, that's going to be an indictment. No, yes no. Listen, if it's no. because of rash of if it's because of, if it's because of right. rash of injuries, I'm not going to. But if Carson Wentz plays poorly and they miss the playoffs, yeah. I mean, if okay, he's, then, then if he's a sub sixty percent completion guy again, yeah, then you have to really ask yourself: is is he mentally? You know, is there a mental issue there now? Is 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 confidence shot? Uh, I just don't see that even in the cards I, I really don't but if, yeah I mean you're not wrong if it, if, if it doesn't work out here if he's a sub 60% completion guy then then yeah but we're acting like this guy has had a track record of playing bad football the tra- you know it, it's, it's just not there people pretend like he's got a track record of playing bad football the track record is 64% completions 34 3 3400 yards 28 touchdowns to seven interceptions that's the average for the three previous years outside of last year he doesn't have a track record of playing bad football so Andy got themselves a good quarterback the San Diego Padres signed their shortstop Fernando Tatis Jr. to a 14 year 340 million dollar contract extension Sean to all the young people that you know and potentially if you have kids of your own tell them to play baseball please because there's a lot of money in baseball 340 million dollars yeah Going to Fernando Tatis Jr., a mega deal. Howie and I play ball in the backyard every day. You should see him, man, scoop some of those balls. I'm telling you, he could be a shortstop. Uh, but, uh, no, you're not wrong. It, it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing. They have over $50 million invested in the left side of their infield alone. With Machado and Tatis Jr. Year, yep. Per year. A lot of money. It's, uh, a lot of dollars. It, it, insane. That's a, that's a sandbox a lot most teams can't play in. You know, and if you're here locally in Arizona um, – you're looking up at two franchises now that want to spend a lot of money. Dodgers, obviously, but you know Padres now too. Um, deep pockets. You're not playing in that. You're play. You're playing a different game than those two. Clearly, so it's frustrating as a fan here locally because you see these contracts be handed out. You know, even if you go down the road, <clears throat> excuse me, of you know building through your farm system, homegrown talent, mm-hmm. you're going to lose them eventually. You just know you are. That's a frustrating reality. That's a frustrating reality because you can't play in that sandbox. You might be able to get yourself in a situation where you can be competitive for a year or two. Houston, Kansas City, Tampa Bay last year. But ultimately, when it comes up, when free agency hits for a superstar, say you're able to to, to, to draft one, develop one, build mm-hmm. one. Yeah. You're you're they're gone. I mean, it's just a it's just a harsh reality of the way the game is 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 built. So I've had some conversations offline about this deal. This will be the first place that I will discuss my thoughts. I'm going to preface what I'm about to say with these three things. 
One, good for Fernando Tatis Jr. Absolutely. getting a mega deal yes. in, 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 and, and getting $340 million. Good for him. Good for Padres fans that they were able to see their superstar. He's not going anywhere. He's there for 14 years, $340 million. Good for the Padres for putting all their chips in the middle and saying, you know what? We feel like we have a star here. We're going to keep him around. We're going to pay the big bucks so that we can put a window together in order to try to win a championship. So have I said enough positive things there, Sean? Have I said, have I mentioned that everybody did well here? Okay, have I made that very clear? We got it. You gave a shortstop $340 million and he hasn't <laughs> even played a full season's worth of games yet? Are you kidding me? Like, I'm sitting here uh, reading this deal and I'm like, I love Tatis. Yeah. He's great. He's played 143 games, and you just handed him 340 million dollars, Sean. If this, if he, if he for some reason doesn't play well, this deal is going to be brutal for the San Diego Padres. Because you mentioned it that hey, you know, you're looking up at two teams that, that can spend. San Diego doesn't normally spend, so if a contract goes sour on them and they're on the hook for the 340 million dollars, that's brutal. That's going to be really bad. So, I, listen, they had Tatis under contract. Until 2025, I believe, was the earliest he could have hit free agency. I would have maybe waited another year and then maybe would have made it a 13-year deal. That That's just me, though. Uh, I, I love it for Tatis. I love it for the Padres fans. And I love it for the Padres for, for going all in. But there is an inherent amount of risk that comes with a deal this big to a guy that's only played 143 games. And I know he has been sensational over his first two seasons. I get it. He's probably going to live up to that contract. But, man, is there a lot of risk that comes with and he's all, but he's also becoming a guy that is in a sport that struggles to create he's a superstar. superstars. He, he, he is he's, a superstar. He's I get them. it. Yes. You know, the yes, bat absolutely. flips, the staring down pitchers, you know, staring down dugouts after he yanks he's one fun. yard. Like he's he's you know, he's for, as a casual baseball guy, it's no it's it's no secret that that's me. I really enjoy watching him play. So, yes. you know, I get it. I understand. You pay for that aspect as well if you're a team, if you're the Padres. So, uh, good for him, though. I, I'm with you. I'll never hate on a man for getting paid. You know, <laughs> go get yours. Go get also, yours. Uh, play baseball. Pick baseball as your sport. Just <laughs> play baseball. And learn how to throw left-handed. Left-handed. If you're a lefty <laughs> or you play baseball, a lot of yeah. money involved in that yeah. sport. Uh, Sean, I need, to, I need to ask you a question. Okay. okay. Devin Booker is listed in the, in the starter's pool for the NBA All-Star Game. LeBron James and Kevin Durant have been named the respective captains for the All-Star Game. Yet the NBA announced the Eastern Conference quote-unquote starters and the Western Conference quote-unquote starters, yet we're having a draft. I'm very confused. Can you help me? What are you confused about? Well, why are we naming quote-unquote starters if we're then drafting a team that's going to be different than those starters? Well, it, it's not that they're... That's, I, mean, the, I, get, I get what you're saying. The, you it's don't the, get an additional bonus for being an all-star game starter. No, it's it's the you, fan You get named vote. to an all-star game as a as a participant. If you're it's, named in the original ballot and you're not a replacement, that goes on your little you know basketball reference page. It goes in your Wikipedia page, and you're listed as an all-star. If it goes into your incentives, it works that way. There is no... Like, oh, if you're a starter, you get like 50000 more. Like, I'm very the, confused. It's the fan vote. It's the trying to get – we're going to hear from Adam Silver coming up later in the show, and he talks about the, the importance of the fans' involvement in the All-Star game. It's the fan vote. That's who picks – I think it's 50%, right-ish, of the, right, of the quote-unquote starters. But, 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 but if – like, the, the Western Conference starters are Luka, Steph, LeBron, Jokic, and Kawhi Leonard. They're not going to all play on the same team. So why are you naming them as starters? They're in the same pool as the guys who are the reserves. It's just another. It's just another way of. It's, of no, it's stupid. Is what it is. Just, it, it's well, stupid. It doesn't it's have stupid. any. It doesn't have any impact on the current makeup of the game with the with the with the. So then uh, why confuse me? I'm reading the this story. And I'm like, wait a minute. We're having a draft, and, but right. we, we've named starters. Why do we name starters if we have a draft? But it's, a, it's just another way of you know. It, it's another. Tip of the cap to you know five guys. You know what I mean? It's another it's another way to celebrate. A lot of people are angry that you know? that Damian Lillard wasn't named a starter and Luca was. Well, so. the fans select the starter. I know, I mean, but so, see, so if you would have just not done this, nobody would have been upset. It doesn't matter. The, the Phoenix Suns, just by the it. way, as of right now, more than likely might not have any players in the All Star game. It comes down to uh, whether or not the coaches. Bring in Devin well, De Booker and Chris. Well, Paul. Devin's a part of Devin's a part of the the list that I'm looking at here. In, in uh, he's fifth on the list. He's part of the starters pool. That's the way the, ESPN those, is phrased. Those, it. Well, so those, he can be drafted. Those are the players that get. No, he's not in the game yet. Those are the players that have gotten votes. 
the the play right now you're waiting on uh, the you get reserves that are picked by coaches. I'm even and more you, confused. And you ha- you can pick, I believe, two fr- or three front court, two back court, and then two wild card players. That can be anything. Okay. That's what so that's what you're waiting on now is whether or not Devin Booker and Chris Paul are going to be brought into the All Star game by coaches at this. Point. So I'm not trying to put you on blast here, but are you mm-hmm. sure? Because I'm I read certain. a story. That I read a story that leads me to think something different. I'm going to read you the story from ESPN.com. Okay. There's a graphic here that says NBA All-Star Game Starter Pool. The Lakers' LeBron James and and Nets' Kevin Durant are captains for the March 7th event. Each player's score is weighted based on 50% for fan vote, uh, 25% for player vote, and 25% for media vote. My interpretation is this is the pool of players that you're picking from. Devin Booker sitting there in the backcourt, number five on the list. So is he is he in or is he not? I, I, not I need I need help. Not yet. This is. You see why I asked this question, Sean? I, did somebody can can somebody make it just obvious for me what we're doing here? Please, thank you. My goodness, we shouldn't even be having an All Star game. We'll get into that. A little we're going to we're gonna, we're gonna dive into that. We're going to dive into that. One more story I do want to mention here. They did announce twenty five percent capacity is going to be allowed for the NCAA tournament in in, in Indianapolis. Uh, they worked with the local government, state government there uh, to get this done. Twenty five percent capacity uh, will include all the participants, uh, you know, staff and everybody like that. So that twenty five percent number just includes everybody in the building. It's not just twenty five percent fan capacity. It's twenty five percent building capacity. Uh, so the people that are be playing, coaches, staff, all that stuff counts into that number. So uh, we will have at least some uh, sort of crowd for the NCAA tournament in Indy. All right, that's going to do it for In the Lead here. Lots of stuff to get into here on a Friday. Coming up next here on Noble with Chris Cressman and Simone. Stories discussing Chandler Jones as a cut candidate that just shows how dire of a situation the Cardinals find themselves in. We'll get into it next here on Noble with Chris Cressman and Simone. So you're uh, thinking about getting that new ride. Not really sure mm-hmm. where you want to, what you want to get. I know Schubert, you're one of them, right? You're looking uh, at potentially please getting help that me, new Sean. ride. Please. Noble.com is where you want to go. Thousands of vehicles right there at your fingertips that you can browse. You can browse all 17 brands. You can browse all 21 locations of Earnhardt Auto Centers at Noble.com. So if you're, if you're on the fence about a few vehicles, head over to Noble.com. Even click on the Noble Express option, Schubert, and they're going to bring a vehicle to your front door for you to test drive for the day. You don't even have to leave your house. Noble.com, Noble Express option. They bring a vehicle to your house to test drive. You can fill out your financial application there online as well. They're going to bring your ride to you once you finish your purchase. I'm looking at Noble.com right now. There are 7,038 vehicles that you can browse right now. 1,100 used and and certified pre-owned. 58 brand new vehicles for you to browse. Noble.com, the Noble Express option. Make the whole buying process an absolute breeze from the comfort of your own home with a name that you know you can trust. Earnhardt Auto Centers, Noble.com. Since 1951, locally owned and operated, and that ain't no bull. Sean, we talked earlier in the week about, I believe it was on Wednesday's program. I do a lot of podcasts. They all blur at some point. (laughs) On Wednesday's program, about the ESPN story giving a cap primer for all 32 teams in the National Football League and how there was a sentence in there uh, under the Arizona Cardinal blurb that talked about Chandler Jones potentially you know, being a, a cap casualty, being a cut candidate for the Arizona Cardinals. That was really the first time that we had mentioned it. Then I'm perusing uh, on NFL.com the other day, and I see a story yesterday from Greg Rosenthal uh, from NFL.com 2021 NFC cut candidates, viable releases, and potential surprises. And Sean... Do you know who finds himself number four on the list of potential surprise cuts? Well, Chandler I, Jones of the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I found that out because Chandler Jones of the Arizona Cardinals yesterday, uh, somebody tweeted at him the story that uh, he was a cut candidate. And he, uh, he, he, he just replied with some laughing emojis, as a matter of fact. So, yeah, Chandler so, Jones not going anywhere. Steve Keim on local radio this morning on Friday talked about this and said that I reject that. Excuse meaning me. The notion. A yawning emoji. I said like, yawning emojis is what Chandler Jones responded with. Sorry. What did Steve Keim have well, to say this morning? So, so Steve Keim did not have a yawning emoji. Steve mm-hmm. Keim went on local radio and rejected it and said, I reject that. Meaning any notion of Chandler Jones being a cut candidate. And listen, that's what Steve Keim is going to say. That's what Steve Keim has to say. I believe Steve Keim. I don't think Chandler Jones is even close to being a consideration of a cut candidate for this football team. But Sean, big picture, 
This is now two separate big media entities. First NFL.com and now e and then ESPN discussing a potential Chandler Jones cut situation for the Arizona Cardinals. Do you know what that tells me? That shows how dire the situation is for the Arizona Cardinals. That the, the way that some people in the media think the Cardinals fix their cap situation and try to improve this roster is by cutting arguably their best player on defense. Well, listen, that's and, and that's everybody. You know, there's speculation about every team cutting somebody that's got a big contract that may not have a, ma a major dead cap hit. Like, for instance, if the Arizona Cardinals cut Chandler Jones, uh, what I'm looking at right now is a $15 million savings. They have a $20 million cap hit, $5 million in dead money. Uh, you're going to save $15 million. So people start speculating, and it's all based off the fact that we still don't know what the heck the cap, the, the salary cap is going to be, and some teams are going to You know what the floor is going to be. They moved it from 175 to 180 yesterday in a memo. Yeah. The NFL did. Yes, so they did. It's a, it up. The floor is a little bit higher, which is good news. But, no, people are just speculating. And, and you made a point in the last podcast Wednesday, Schubert, and I think you're right. We're going to get a lot of players we weren't necessarily expecting to hit the free agent market. The lists are going to get better than what they look like right now because you're going to get some people that get cut, just like this article's talking about, that you necessarily weren't expecting as teams look to free up some money for this year. Um, so there's going to be some there's going to be some surprises, some eyebrow raisers. I'm mm -hmm. going to tell you right now, Chandler yeah, Jones, Jones is not going to be one of them. Uh, there's there's zero chance that the Arizona Cardinals cut or move on from Chandler Jones outside of like a blockbuster trade where somebody breaks the bank and a dude coming off the injury he had, nobody's doing that. So Chandler Jones will be back. He will be a dominant player for the Arizona Cardinals. He'll be a cornerstone pass rusher for a team that uh, that could definitely use one. Chandler Jones sure. is going nowhere. I, I agree with you, but but Sean, the overall point that I think is 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 the key takeaway here is this keeps coming up because you look at what the Cardinals cap situation looks like and you look at some of these contracts, there's not a whole lot of wiggle room for them to create additional cap space without restructuring multiple guys' deals. See, right? I, thought, I thought the ESPN article was 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 really good. I don't say that a lot, but the last, the, what we talked about on Wednesday, you know, when you look at the Robert But even Alford that contract, only got them to about $30 million, and that was before doing anything with Hassan Reddick or Patrick right, Peterson. but that allows you to be in, the, in, in, in play for both of them. It, you know what I mean? Like that's something I didn't think you were going to be able to say. So for yeah, instance, this team's going to have to do more than that. So for instance, and so they need more cap space to do so. So for instance, to recap that art, that particular article, I believe they talked about cutting Justin Pugh. That saves them. I'm looking yep. at over the cap right now. That saves them seven point one million. They were talking Max about cutting Williams. They were talking about cutting Robert Alford, which saves them seven point five million as well. Right. So there's just let's just let's just use those two. That okay. opens up fourteen. You already right now have eleven. Just those two puts you, you puts you to 25. This, the, let's just go off of what the projected franchise tag for Hassan Reddick's position is going to be. It's going to be 14 and some change. Mm -hmm. Now let's go. Let's go look at the at the 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 uh, the current highest paid corners in the league. Patrick Peterson's not going to get 14 like he did last year. You and I both agreed he was going to be down in the Richard Sherman type area, about $10 million a year more than likely is, is what the market's going to bear out for a Patrick Peterson. You're in that game. Now all of a sudden, if you make those two moves, you cut Robert Alford. I know cutting somebody from the cornerback room, even though he hasn't played yet, You're taking a, is corner a little bit dangerous. We just agreed. We've agreed uh, on right. this. Right. But getting rid of Justin Pugh as well, you save $14 million. Now, all of a sudden, I can franchise tag, if I choose to, uh, Hassan Reddick, and I still have 10-plus to be in game in, in, the, in the negotiation game with a Patrick Peterson. I could potentially bring back both of them. Now, that doesn't do much for me in terms of improving my roster over what I brought to the table last season because I'm, I'm simply just returning what I had last year, but... Those are two major pieces that I believe you need to do your due diligence on to return. I, I, I really do. And I know a lot of Cardinal fans disagree in the Patrick Peterson front. But again, if you're talking about a cornerback room that's starring Byron Murphy and a first-round pick in this division, I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, you, you need more than that. So I, I, I'm renegotiating with Patrick Peterson any way that I can. And and I'm trying to bring back Hassan Reddick any way that I can. And if that if that means I'm cutting a Robert Offer and a Justin Pugh to do so, and it's and it's not going to allow me to go out and make some kind of blockbuster move in free agency, so be it. Uh, but I'm I'm trying to make I'm trying to make those two moves, and I'm not and cutting bring, Chandler Jones to do it. 
<laughs> no, 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 I, Sean, I'm not advocating for that, but I'm just saying that I think the reason this is coming up is because of the, the unique situation that the Cardinals find themselves in with the cap. They're going to have to do a lot of work because, Sean, you're absolutely correct. I think we've, we've proven the math. And also that ESPN story talked about cutting Devon Kennard as well. I did that here right. on the side because I have overthecap.com up as well. That puts you at 31 million, 31.1. You bring back uh, Hassan Reddick and, and Patrick Peterson to the two numbers we just mentioned. You got about seven million dollars in cap space to go out and sign some other players, right? Maybe one or two players that can be can have starting or at least you know contributing roles for this football team. But the problem is, you 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 make these moves, and this just brings back your current roster. You don't have a ton of space in order to. Improve the roster. Well, so you're also, gonna have to get even more creative. Now they could they could do stuff with Patrick Peterson's contract, right? Put some bonuses in there that don't necessarily. They can do some cap magic, right? Every team does this, and that will be able to create more openings and more avenues. But that being said, if you go down the if you go down the franchise tag route with Hassan Reddick, that's it. The number is the number. It's a cap number. You can't do anything to change it. Now, if you extend him, then you can do some some funny math to to change the number. The Cardinals are going to have to do all the funny math that they can to be able to improve this roster because, Sean, again, I will I will continue to say this. There are going to be some names out there that will raise an eyebrow, and the Cardinals need to put themselves in a position where they can talk to those players. Because, I mean, they're going to sign those players, but they need to put themselves in a position where they can talk to those be players comfortably and know that they can have those they can have those discussions and try to offer contracts. I'm with you. Now, ultimately, if they get picked by another team, like if a player picks Green Bay or Tampa or you know L.A. or another team because they think those teams are closer, so be it. Right? That's going to happen. You know, regardless of what kind of money you have in the bank, you need to have money in the bank to be able to have these conversations in, in the first place. I think yeah. that's what the Cardinals' priority number one is going to be. I mean, I'm with you. I just you know, it's hard to make giant impacts through free agency. I mean, if you hit on one out of three, you're doing well. You know, so I don't know if you want to rely on that, I, and that's why I'm 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 big on making sure I make a pitch to bring back both Hassan and and Patrick Peterson, and then you see what you can do in the draft. And I know the track record's not great with Steve Kime, uh, but uh, you see what you can do there. You're gonna you're not listen you, talent wise. You're not gonna return next year with anything far and above what you did this year. You know the the improvement's gonna have to be coaching wise. Young players taking another step forward, the Kylers of the world, and so forth. Uh, Cliff as a coach taking a step forward. Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons. That that's where your improvement's going to come. Talent wise, we've talked about this, and we're going to continue all the way through the new league year. Talent wise, you're going to struggle to bring back a team that is significantly better or improved than what you did a year ago because it's just not there for you. The, the cap space isn't there for you. Picking 16th overall, it's just not there for you unless you get lucky in the draft. Um, you know, so your your, your improvement's going to be coaching. Cliff taking another step forward as a head coach in this league. Hopefully he can. Kyler as a quarterback. And the Simmons, as you're talking about, and some of the, some of the other players may be getting more comfortable within this the current makeup and, and you know system on the defensive side, the offensive side. That's where your improvement's going to be. It's going to be minimal. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's you can't rely on the, on free agency anyway. See if you can keep what you had last year in, in Patrick Peterson and Hassan Reddick, in my opinion. That's incredibly important. I'll say this. I think the X factor is if Cliff Kingsbury can just take a massive step forward as a head oh, coach, some would... of the situational stuff, it, it fixes it, – it does a lot, though, Sean, right? It bridges the gap in a big way. If he can – but the way you phrase that, if he can just take a well, massive – Well, listen, I'm not going to sugar – I'm not going to sugarcoat it. His, <laughs> his situational coaching is brutal at times. Yeah, if he could just take a his, massive step forward. His clock management, forward. his game management is brutal. <laughs> if he takes a massive step forward in that regard, then maybe they don't find themselves in these awkward spots that, 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 that this team found themselves in last year. It wasn't there necessarily... were countless times he – he, he threw he threw bad challenge flags. He called bad timeouts. He did things that you know, good, solid, winning football coaches just don't do. It really, and my my biggest thing with Cliff isn't. It, yes, there's a lot of situational things, but like I told you throughout the season, remember week in and week out, I kept telling you those things are correctable, those things are fixable. Um, getting out coached, that's not something that's easily fixable or incorrectable. Well, it and, needs and, to be. Fixed. And what we saw, and what I mean by getting out coached is the lack of in-game adjustments, it always felt like Cliff came to the table with a game plan. And when the game plan didn't work, there was nowhere else to go. You know, I think we talked about this with the Phoenix Suns, uh, you know, the other night when they, when, they, when they lost to the Nets, that, you know, they didn't adjust in the second half. Nets went small ball, Suns didn't make any adjustment. It's almost like they only had one out. They had one way that they were going to be able to go, and it just wasn't going to work out for them. You felt that way with the Arizona Cardinals. 
in in the majority of their losses last year, you know, you came to the table with a game plan, and when it wasn't working, there was no adjustment, and you just had nowhere else to go. You just kept pounding it and pounding it and pounding it into the same wall, and it, you know, you had nowhere to go. That's where the improvement from Cliff has to come, being able to have in-game adjustments, in-game, you know, the counter punches, if you will, uh, in the second half and so forth. That that's where the biggest adjustment needs to be made from Cliff from Cliff Kingsbury in year three. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, talent-wise, you're not improving through free agency a whole hell of a lot unless you get crazy lucky. Uh, see if you can bring back your own your, you know, your, your own in-house free agents I think will be big. See if you can hit it in the draft, even though I know that's a crapshoot as well. So talent-wise, don't expect a major jump for this team. It's going to have to come in other areas. And Chandler Jones is not getting cut. No, he's uh, I think not. That's, 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 why, that's the way I'd like to end this segment. Yeah. Uh, Chandler Jones is not going to be a cut candidate for the Arizona Cardinals. Coming up next on Noble with Chris Cressman and Simone, Adam Silver is defending his decision to host an All-Star game. Is it the right decision? We'll get into it next here on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. But first, I have to tell you about our friends over at Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. And Manscaped just released their new cologne scent to help you feel good and smell good all over and at all times. Who knew smelling this good could feel this good, too? Manscaped, trusted by over 2 million men worldwide, Join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. You guys know about the Perfect Package 3.0 from Manscaped. We talk about it all the time here on the show for all of your below-the-waist grooming needs. But they didn't stop there. Complete your grooming game with the new Refined Cologne Signature Scent by Manscaped. It's got that same signature scent that's in all of Manscaped formulas. This cologne, the perfect complement to the collection. It's light, approachable, gentlemanly. Think of it as your wingman for the night to keep you fresh and ready for anything. And then while you're over at Manscaped.com, check out the Perfect Package 3.0 with all the essentials the lawnmower 3.0 trimmer the crop formulations yes the ball deodorant and toner to keep your testes their besties and now you have the new manscaped refined cologne to complete your set and smell great anywhere at any time so head over to manscaped.com check out all of the stuff that we just mentioned and if you use the promo code no bull when you check out you will get 20 percent off and free shipping that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the promo code no bull look good smell good feel good with manscaped why do we have to have an all-star game? It's obviously a very fair question. And I'd say it begins with the fans, that all-star is the number one fan engagement event of the entire season for the league. It's been a 70-year tradition. Something like 100 million people will vote for all-stars. The highlights coming out of all-stars, out of all-star weekends historically have generated in the neighborhood of a billion views. Um, something like 130 million people will watch the All-Star Game on a global basis. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver there defending the decision to host an NBA All-Star Game March 7th in Atlanta, Georgia. We talked about it a little bit earlier, who the captains are. They're going to have the draft, I believe, on March 4th. LeBron James and Kevin Durant will be will be uh, drafting their teams for this game. And, and, and Sean, this has been probably the the biggest topic in the NBA in the lead up when they were discussing whether or not they were going to have an all-star game, the should they or shouldn't they? Well, now they're going to have this all-star game. They've made it official March 7th in Atlanta. They're having this all-star game. Adam Silver's kind of doing his PR tour to defend this decision. He says there for the fan's sake, I don't know, Sean, if they didn't have an all-star game, I think I'd understand. I wouldn't necessarily miss the all-star game. I love the three-point contest, the skills competition. I love the whole weekend, but I think I could understand if they decided this year, you know what, we're going to take a break. We're not yeah, going to do this. You still have guys voted in, right? Like, each, for instance, the NFL Pro Bowl, you know, you had guys voted in. They just did a social distancing thing with Madden or whatever the heck that they did this year. Um, but you know, that way, if you have something built into your, as an incentive into your contract, you can still get credit for it, you know, and, um, still have some kind of an, of an acknowledgement of the best players within their game. I don't think anybody would have had any problem with that whatsoever, any fans. So when he says, well, we have to have the all-star game for the fans. Was there this clamoring amongst no. the NBA fan base to host an all-star no. game? I didn't, I didn't see it. None, I you know, none there. Were, I, I gotta be honest. The all-star game. I didn't see it get brought up on Twitter or anywhere. Until the NBA's decision to have one, and LeBron James made the made the comments he did. That was the first time the All Star Game even came through my mind. So the whole idea of we got to have an All Star Game for the fans, I call shenanigans like, on that completely. I mean, it's like the, the the scene in in uh, the scene in Austin Powers when the president is talking to Doctor Evil and he's going to blow up the moon, and the president looks at everybody in the in the office and says, "Would you miss it?" You know, if the NBA All Star Game didn't happen, would you miss it? 
I, no, I wouldn't. No. So the whole the whole but here, idea but, 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 of of Adam Silver saying it has to be done for the fans, I think, is bogus. But and I think you brought up, I think, a very important point here because you said, "Oh, look at what the NFL did with their Pro Bowl. They just did it virtually." Well, Sean, and I know you agree with this, but the NBA All Star Weekend just worth a little bit more cash than the NFL now Pro Bowl is. It's just worth it. it's worth a little bit more to the NBA to have an NBA All Star game and and not necessarily the full festivities but there's more dollars involved in that than there is you know an nfl pro bowl that barely anybody watches because it doesn't really matter or count for anything i watch it because you're because yeah yeah, Yeah, i watch it i mean listen the nba all-star game is usually an outstanding event i've been lucky enough to work five of them right it's the best weekend in of any major sports all-star festivities right I, I, would, I would agree. I would, I would I've had defend the, that. I've been lucky enough to work five of them around the country, and they're amazing events, right? But it, it just doesn't feel necessary this year. It really doesn't. Now, if you're going to tell me, and I'll buy this too, and I know you know fans may may not care, but if Adam Silver was transparent about it and saying, "Listen, we're losing a ton of money right now," you know, the television dollars are good for us. The television dollars are good. For he the can't revenue. say that. The television. He can't do- say no, that. of course he can't. But the television dollars are good for the players and their their revenue split and share as well. You know, we have to do this. Uh, that's really what it boils down to, in my opinion. It well, doesn't have a damn thing to do with the fans. Or his so hold other on, let's, state- let's try this again. Yeah, let's try this again. This is this is another way Adam Silver's trying to present the All Star right. Game. He says we need some normalcy in the NBA. I think we set out on a course, whether it was in the bubble in Orlando or this season, to present the league and as close to a, a normal state as possible. And so for us, All-Star is part of our league, no different than the games we play. And and I just end by saying it, it, it begins and ends with the fans. And as I said, um, this, this, is, this is where our, this is an event our fans love to see. They love to see our players come together. But, uh, you know, nothing comes without controversy during a pandemic. Nah, that, that 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 one didn't work for me either. I mean, the fans again, the what, fans argument didn't work. The normalcy argument's not working. What's for he me. supposed to say? No, no, no. Because no, listen, the truth listen, is, I get it. It's a tough spot cents. for Adam Silver. Yes, it's, absolutely. The truth that's is, what it is. dollars and cents. It's all it is. The television revenue. So that's the truth. What is what's he supposed to say? You know. And by right. the way, that, and, that and, audio courtesy of TNT last night. I'll say this: in terms of hosting the, the game in a safe environment, the NBA deserves the benefit of the doubt. Right, And I know the pushback from people is going to be, well, have you seen the way the NBA has handled their schedule here uh, You know, so far? They've had teams cancel all the time. Those are individual markets and individual cities that aren't under the rigorous standards of what the NBA bubble was in terms of what it took to enter the bubble. And by the way, what it's going to take to enter the NBA quote-unquote all-star bubble. Right, The NBA doesn't have those setups for all of their NBA teams in each individual city. But guess what? If they're going to bring the entire league together, or at least the major stars of of the league together for an all-star game, you can bet it's going to be up to the same standards that we saw in the bubble. So they deserve the benefit of the doubt. Now, if it completely implodes and it's a a mess and they have problems stemming from the all-star game, then guess what? Adam Silver is going to get criticized and rightly so for the for for having an ulcer game probably when you didn't need one outside of the 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 monetary uh reasons that we just mentioned so i think he deserves the benefit of the doubt and the nba does to be able to host this safely right and they've already talked about what it's going to take people can come in to the ulcer game family of 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 the uh, of the all-stars but they're getting tested rigorously just like they were in the bubble so i think they deserve the benefit of the doubt i didn't necessarily need to see an nba all-star game but guess what i don't think anything's changing um they're going to play this all-star game Right there, I mean, this game's going to get played in Atlanta, and the NBA is going to cash their nice check from from Turner and from you know whoever else they get their TV money from, ESPN, and they're going to just they're just going to move on with the season, right? I mean, that's just the way this is going to work. And I'll view it. I'll watch it. Of course, <laughs> I, I'm a sucker. Okay, NBA All Star Game. I'm in. I'll, I'll, I'll throw it on. Like, uh, you got me. Okay, right. sorry. We're going to have it, even though I don't think we should. <laughs> Fine, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, we're going to wrap up the Friday edition of Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone with a little buy or sell like we do every Friday. So we will do it next year on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. Sean, don't need to filibuster for me today, buddy. I'm ready. Soundboard's ready to go. Get right in there. Let's go. Let's let's make it happen. Um, actually, 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 we need to test it. Can you? Can you just hit the this? button? Hit the button. And it's working. A little loud, but you can bring it down a little bit. But all right, I'll so turn it down. It's also the wrong. Sure that sounder does not belong in by yourself, but okay, that's fine. Here, what do we got? First, 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 first topic. Read it just like it is on the paper. Buy or sell mm-hmm. 
the Eagles are the biggest losers in the Carson Wentz trade with the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, I'm buying that. I'm buying that for sure, right? Because this is a guy that you used the second overall pick on just a few years ago. This well, wait a minute, a- wait a minute, wait a minute. Time out, time out. They traded up to get the number two overall yes. pick. So they gave picks up to, to get, get Carson Wentz, give him a big contract, and then take a $33.8 million cap hit, dead money, the biggest in NFL history, to move him for a third. Yes. Well, th- Schubert, you're going to get a first next year, hopefully. Yeah, right. It's only a conditional so, second. So right. until it becomes so, a first, it's really just a third. Let's be let's but, be nice here. But yeah, no, the fair. Eagles got the Eagles got taken to the woodshed in this deal. I mean, if you if you look at it in its entirety, right? Like I know some people yesterday going, oh, they're getting a second, maybe a first. That's not bad. Blah. You really? traded up to get the guy. You thought you had a franchise quarterback. You paid him a boatload of money. You're still paying a boatload of money for him. Um, yeah, I mean, this is one where you're just taking it on the chin to be able to wash your hands and move on. I, if the Colts, they have the cap space. They like the quarterback. The coach has worked with them before. You know, they didn't give up a ton. The Colts definitely winning this particular this transaction. So, yeah, if you're Philadelphia, I'm buying that. You got beat on this one. You got taken to the woodshed. Not necessarily anything you could have done about it. It was the circumstance that was presented after a course of actions that I guess you created. But uh, yeah, you got you. Not, not good for Philly. Uh, I will also buy this. Just because uh, it, it was an untenable situation, they were never going to get their initial investment in terms of what they gave up to the Browns in order to, to make this trade or the, the, the contract and what the dead money was going to be. They were going to be in a bad spot regardless. I mean, even if they got a one from Indy, it's still a bad deal considering what they gave up to get him. They signed him to a contract and they basically just have $34, $34 million that they can't use to build a roster. Right. So, I mean, it's just it's a it's a mess. So uh, it didn't matter what the return was going to be. They were going to come out of this looking like the big losers because now they're going into their season with Jalen Hurts as their quarterback. And I, I, on a four game sample size, I'm not I'm not sold. Right. And that, that seems to be and they might even take a quarterback at six now. Right. It's just the, the quarterback uh, carousel. The circus on that is absolutely incredible. Speaking of that, Sean, buy or sell the next quarterback that will be moved is Sam Darnold. I'm going to buy it. And I'm only buying it because I have no idea who else it would be if it wasn't Sam Darnold. So that's well, it's Deshaun Watson, but I have no idea no, when Deshaun no, no, Watson's no, that, getting traded. That's, that's the thing. I think so, you know and, what I buy as well. And right, and these it, there's a good possibility that Sam Darnold's ass gets traded with Deshaun Watson. <laughs> so it well, could be I don't know about that. It could be the same same transaction. So I'll I'll buy that. Um there's going to be some others. But I think he's 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 on deck. If you ask me, because I don't know who else it would be. I think Deshaun Watson's gonna be. That's gonna take some G, time. Maybe it's gonna take some time. G? No, I think they're leaning towards just staying. Put. I don't think they're gonna be Marcus in the, Mariota to Washington. Mariota's one, but that's kind of cooled down a little bit too. Well, yeah. You know. I, yeah, I, I buy. I buy. I I'm with you. On there this was one, there was same. a report that Indianapolis was one of the teams that called the Raiders about Derek Carr, and they were uh, told politely, not available. Hard pass. Yeah. So, no, thank you. Um, maybe we can finally put those damn rumors to bed. But no, I think if it's not Sam Darnold, who's it going to be? I think Deshaun. It's Deshaun, Watson, but, but Deshaun's going to take, more take time. forever. Yeah. So like, that, that's not yeah, happening. So, yeah. Sam, you're on deck. You're the Jets guy. What do you think? Uh, I. I, I, I think Sam gets traded, but I do not think it is in a deal for, for Deshaun Watson. I really think is the, draft the Houston day? Texans... No, I think the Houston Texans are going to want to take a quarterback. So I think if they trade Deshaun Watson, they are not going to want to take a quarterback back in the gotcha. deal. Gotcha. So then where does They're he gonna go? They're going to want to use... Well... Chicago, they were, they were, they were, they were, fl- they were fl- no, I'm not doing that. Just on principle, because if he goes to New England and he's good, I'm <laughs> never going to, I can't, <laughs> yeah. I can't, I, I just can't. Okay. It ain't happening. Um, San Francisco has always been a possibility to me. No, they're staying with Jimmy um, G. They're not, they're not moving off of Jimmy Sam G. Sam Donald's an upgrade over Jimmy G, but talent wise. Um, but I think Chicago, listen, if Carolina wants to, wants to have a phone call and trade a two for, for Sam Darnold. Love to why love to be keep, Why do we keep talking about Carolina being in? in they all offered of these the number eight overall pick for for Matt Stafford. It, they're making is, phone calls on which quarterbacks. Which is the report? I just they're not ready to win right now. But they but they you clearly they made really? a mistake by giving the three year deal to Teddy Bridgewater because it, it, it's it's put them in this weird spot where these quarterbacks are available and they have money tied up in Teddy Bridgewater. 
I just don't. I don't see Carolina. Just, I don't know why Carolina keeps getting put into every single conversation. I, I just don't see them being that desperate. They reportedly offered eight for Matt Stafford, know, so of get, course I'm going to put him in the conversation. Just, That's why they're in there. By the yes, yeah, so All Sam right. Darnold might be the guy. Next, next topic. Number three, buy or sell. You're buying the following comments from D-backs president Derek Hall, and I'm going to okay. read them to you. He was asked a question. He did a, a D Hall chat so instead of D-backs because his name is Derek Hall. It's a D Hall chat. Okay. I get it. On so Twitter. he was asked. How does one compete when the Padres and Dodgers are tossing huge dollars around to acquire high-end talent across the diamond? Here is Derek's response. Derek's response. We can't use payroll comparisons as an excuse, nor do we think it's the determining factor in success. It's on us to scout and draft the right players, develop those players, control those players, and win with those players. Market size and payroll should never be an excuse. Buying or selling these comments, Sean? Oof. I want to buy half of it and sell the other half. Can I do that? Can, can I no, buy it and sell no, it? That's not how the stock market I'm, would well, work. Then, I'm, I'm a, <laughs> then I'm going to buy it. I'll buy these these yeah. because it's unfortunately, we know we, we touched on it with the in the lead segment when we talked about uh, the Tatis Jr. contract. That, $340 uh, million, by the way. He got $340 million over the next 14 years. Yeah, what we He will on make it. more. Hold on. He will make more every 125 games in a season than his dad made in his entire career. Just to put that in context. It's good for him, man. Um, should have been born later. So the, uh, but I, you know, we touched on it that that's really the mindset that the that the Diamondbacks have to have, right? Because they don't play in that sandbox. They can't financially. I get it. San Diego is not a larger market than Phoenix. It's much no. smaller. But in terms of dollars spent by baseball teams, beautiful team, city though. They beautiful. They play it's in a much a much larger uh, market type, you know, and a, and a different tier than the Diamondbacks do. So, unfortunately, you have to have the mindset that Derek laid out there in that tweet. The problem, what I wanted to sell in it was the last line that you can never I'm use I'm selling. It, I'm selling. That you can never use it as an excuse. Sell, sell, yeah. sell. Because, because also what we touched on in the first segment, when, say you do groom those players just like he lays out in that tweet, and you do create a, you, you farm grow a superstar, your ass isn't keeping that superstar. So therefore you, therefore what, you, what, that's a Sean Crespinism if I've ever absolutely. heard. Absolutely. Therefore, you can use it as an excuse, though. If you, if you, you know what I mean. So my, at that point, I it agree with an you. Excuse. My issue with these comments are it, it's kind of having your cake and eating it too, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think Derek Hall lays out that listen, if we scout and draft the right players and we develop those players, we can compete with anybody because that means we have good players in our in our team. So. Our market size and our payroll should matter because if we develop players and we scout and we draft the right way, we will put together a competitive team. Everybody has the same ability to draft players in the draft, and you and you can develop talent. If you hire the right coaches and you hire the right people, you can you can do all that. The problem is, is the last part of the comment, not what you're pointing out, but the other part. The develop those players, control those players, and win with those players. By saying that, inherently you're saying, we are unable to go out and acquire additional talent to add to our team. So Derek Hall is saying we have to we have to do we have to deal with what we have in order to win. And if we do that, we'll win. But also, this is the these, these are the only options we have because we have a small market and and because we have a small payroll. So I I think it's having your cake and eating it too because if they if they only develop their own players and because they have to control and win with those players then their market and their payroll stops them from adding additional talent from the outside. That's the problem. So, listen, I think the Diamond listen, I think the Diamondbacks can win with the team that they currently have and what I mean by this is their farm system and their prospects. I think they're developing a team that in 2 or 3 years can be really good. But when the Dodgers and Padres are throwing around 340 million dollar contracts like they're candy, it's a little tough. It's tough to see. All right, two pop culture related ones. Let's here get to it. Wrap up the show on a Friday. Buy or sell, with Mario Golf returning for the first time since, I believe, 2003. This only applies to Sean Crespin. This is a directed buy or sell to Sean Crespin. You are buying a Nintendo Switch just to get this game in June. Sell. Sell, sell, sell. Might hurt your feelings oh, on this one. It's a brutal I've answer. never played Mario Golf before. Not even, what was it, a 64 game? Is that what it was back in the oh, day? 2000, 2003? GameCube, I would think. I may have been a 64 game still at that point. Either way, I never played the damn thing. If I was to get a Switch, it'd be for three reasons. Uh, one being Mario Kart, 
two being Zelda, and three being those late night plane trips with the Sun Devil Radio Network. I can't sleep Dude, on planes. I know. Why so don't I'm up you have at 4 a.m. in the morning on a, on a flight home and I can't sleep and everybody else around me sleep and I'd love to have a Switch right there. It'd be great. Uh, but uh, no, those, I'm not buying it because of Mario Golf. Not a chance. So yeah, we had you, you had Mario Golf in '99 mm-hmm. um, on the Nintendo 64. We had Mario Golf: The Toadstool Tour on 03 on the GameCube, um, and then we had uh, Mario Golf Advance Tour on the Game Boy Advance in 2004. So we haven't also, had a Mario Golf game on oh, a major there, Nintendo there console until 2000. I was just gonna what? say how proud I was of you for saying Mario. And then your New York Did came say out Mario? and he became I... Mario again because your New York yeah, came sorry. out. But yeah, Mario sorry. Mario Golf uh, will not Mario be Golf. why I buy a Switch. Yes. Next one. Do we have one re- last one? You... Yes, we do. This is, your, this is yours. Buy or sell. You got excited about the first images the new Mars rover sent back yesterday. I'll go first. Are you kidding me? I watched the freaking live stream <laughs> of the thing. I'm watching NASA people clap. Listen, there's nothing better. There's nothing better in the world if NASA scientists are clapping. Job well done, everybody. We, it's a wrap. We, we've completed our job. If NASA scientists are clapping, we have done amazing things. Yeah, they, they weren't just Planet clapping. I mean, they were standing up cheering like their team just scored a they, game-winning touchdown. You know, They so. landed something on another planet. They just eyeballed it, really. I mean, they did the science, but they it's were eyeballing eyeballed it. Eyeballed it? Like, like, yeah. like, obviously, they ran the scientific formula, but hope, it's you know? not like this... But it's not like there's a camera pointed at Mars that they can look at while they're doing it. Like, they kind of eyeballed it. Unbelievable <laughs> work. Unbelievable work. It is cool, though. Like, those those images are pretty awesome, man. Um, so. And now we're studying if there was past life on Mars, And dude. the damn thing was tweeting from Mars. I don't know how I, legitimate so, okay, that is. Wait, I, I think that's just somebody running a social media account. I don't think the thing's actually, like, they make AI a, program. They make it sound tweet. like it, and I'm going to buy it. That's... that's uh, <laughs> It's fun. It's a lot okay, more so fun. I, I'm I'd, like assume think, you're in the, yeah. I'd like to think they have the technology to have to have a robot on Mars. It's sending pictures back to us. It should be Dude, able to it's tweet. Incredible. Dude, it's it, it's insane, man. Hopefully they, he doesn't. Have, get, hopefully he doesn't. Get, <laughs> hopefully he doesn't get shut down by Twitter like the the, the former president. Because I'm okay, enjoying. Well, it. On that note, all right. On that note, that's going to do it for us here on the Friday edition of Noble with Chris Cressman and Simone. Censorship on Twitter. Don't censor the um, robot. You can follow the show on Twitter at Noble underscore podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Shoe Radio. You can follow Sean on Twitter at SCressman02. Listen, if you want more of this content, Noble Live on Sundays on our Facebook page. Just look up Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. You will see our Facebook page. Every Sunday, Sean and I go live, and we talk about the, the, the stories from over the weekend. Just a little bit of a different show, a laid-back atmosphere. We have, a, we have some fun on a Sunday, so make sure you join us for that. I believe we're going at 11 a.m. Uh, yeah. Arizona time is our normal time uh, that we do that. Sean's schedule, I, I have to kind of guess what time we're doing the show. So I say the, ti- I say the time out loud, and I wait for Sean yeah. to give me like a look of, no, mm-hmm. I can't do that yeah. time or yes. So yeah, no, 11 a.m. No sign double game. We're good. 11 o'clock. Uh, by the way, before you get out of here, 7,038 vehicles now on noble.com available for you. There's one for you. If you're looking for a new vehicle out of 7,038, if you can't find one there at noble.com, it's a you problem. Noble Express option. The whole process right there at your fingertips. You know you can trust the Earnhardt brand, the Earnhardt name. Been around since 1951 here locally. Family owned and operated. 7,038 vehicles, Schubert. Go get that new vehicle you've been thinking about. Noble.com. That's going to do it for us. Everybody have a great weekend. Please rate, follow, subscribe to the podcast, share it with all of your friends. And like I said, have a good weekend. We will talk to you guys on Monday.